0: Hey everyone, it's Tammy and it's Casey, and we're the MI Guys. Hello. Here to help increase your evidence-based communication skills, whether you're an individual, an organization, or just trying to serve your community. So welcome to the conversation. So today's question is about executive functioning. Okay. What is it? Okay. And can you elaborate on that?
1: Sure. Um,
0: what do we need to know about it?
1: I throw that term out a lot. Um, I actually have to give credit where credit is due to uh, Susan Dreyfus, who, a uh, brilliant, brilliant woman, and who, she was the secretary of Department of Social Health Services in Washington State, and I was doing work across all the different divisions within that department. And she and I had multiple conversations, and the more, and she her brain processes inc- incredibly quickly. She's just mm-hmm. a, a brilliant woman. And what she started connecting the dots, and she said this multiple times. Every time she and I would get together have a conversation, she's like, Casey, I know there is some correlation, there's some relationship between motivational learning and executive functioning. I'm like, hmm, okay. Just knowing she's way smarter than me and I'm sure that that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. And it was almost every single time we got together. and And finally, you know, in the midst of just my own busyness and all the things that would draw me in a hundred different directions, I thought, after about the 50th time she brought this up, like, I know there's something there, there's so much data and research on executive functioning and trauma. And, and then, you know, when she shifted her position and, you know, uh, works with lots of larger organizations, I just, was my time to just go, okay, I need to look at what is she talking about? Mm-hmm. And so I was starting to read on executive function. I'm like, why, what, what is she picking up from this? I mean, where was she seeing this correlation? and the more i started researching and and kind of studying and just learning about the aspects of executive functioning then i realized wow the impact we do have the impact that i do have in communication that we can orchestrate dialogue i can see it have an impact on people's their their thought process Mm -hmm. and the mastery when we talk about developing proficiency and motivational interviewing when I would see people move to a deeper level of proficiency or using it incredibly skillfully I can actually see people's thought process starting to improve or adjust their own thought process from from a high level of um, how do you integrate into someone else's thought process
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a non-judgmental from Equipoise like this just masterful way of motivational interviewing and it really started connecting the dots for me so for executive functioning just like the simple ways it's so complex there's more about executive functioning than i claim to know Uh, but what i do understand is that it is the executive function is just like the chief executive officer of your brain it's how do you manage things how do you organize things how do you have things running smoothly and properly in your life how do you cope with complex situations Mm -hmm. um how do you manage uh and problem solve and we look at that when you get into trauma-informed care the the level of trauma has an impact on executive functioning the example i use when it does come up in training or people ask about it is i'll say well if there was an explosion outside Uh right now you are not going to have the same coping skills as you have with me right now Uh is you and I are having a conversation. Your brain's able to engage. In a stable environment. a stable environment. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of chaos going on. Yeah. But literally, if there's an explosion and the, the, the window's, you know, shattered and and you go into a state of shock, you immediately have an impact on your Your coping skills, your mm-hmm. problem-solving skills are impaired. Mm-hmm. And... That
0: makes so much sense.
1: Right. And so when you have people that are chronically exposed to trauma, there's going to be impairments to their problem-solving and coping skills. Like
0: long... T- like... Absolutely. Um, just in their day-to-day, even in a stable environment.
1: Absolutely. And okay. if you're in a survival mode, or from, from people that experience chronic trauma or have had trauma in their lives, when that starts to come up, we know it has an impact on executive functioning. Okay. So if you're a CEO of a large corporation, and all of a sudden the stock market crashes, right. I mean, just even look on your face, it's like, <sighs> right. Yeah, And so you get into a reactive mode, it tends to be less proactive. Mm-hmm. When everything's running smoothly, we can be forward-thinking, we can bring spiritual and values-based components to it. It's so much easier to navigate um, and think more proactively and progressively when those things are going on. But as soon as mm-hmm. trauma is introduced to a situation or a crisis is, there is there can be a significant impact to our decision-making process. Okay. So that's executive functioning. So
0: that can kind of teach teach people to not make as clear decisions and or to be more reactive if their if executive functioning is impaired? Well, is that what, what I, I'm What
1: I would say is y- you wh- when there's an explosion outside and the windows shatter, you're going to go into more of survival mode. Yeah. So And and when we think about this, I don't know how far you want to go down this rabbit hole, <laughs> but I can go as far as you want to with the, the limited knowledge I have, but it's the difference between our gray matter, okay, which is our... More of the executive functioning and your lizard brain. Uh-huh. So, are the you know we have our lizard part of our brain that's reactive. So, like right now, if I was really rude and smacked you in the face, um,
0: I'd be like, "What?" Exactly,
1: and then double up your fist and want to one who probably punch me back. Yeah, you know, which is not I'm appropriate nice. to do on camera <laughs> uh, or even off camera. It's not appropriate to do. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it immediately goes there. Okay. Um, if you heard somebody else do that, if John was telling you about how somebody slapped him in the face, then you would go, well, why did that happen? Yeah. You're not in the middle of the trauma. Mm. So your, your gray matter, your executive function is more intact, but okay. in the moment, it goes deep to that core animal brain, that responsive brain and you're going to have the immediate response to that. Interesting. Your executive functioning, so when you think of a caveman brain versus a, you know, a CEO executive at Google, their capacity for problem solving is just a different level because they have food, clothing, and shelter. Yeah. They have all these other things. They're not in chronic survival mode. If a bomb explodes outside of our window and the windows shatter, you're going to go back into survival mode. Mm-hmm. If you're chronically exposed to situations like that, you're always having this trauma response mm-hmm. to all these things that have happened and the fear that those things are going to happen again if you have chronic exposure to it. Or if you have a traumatic enough exposure, even one time, you have that whole kind of response, which has an, an impact. Uh, can have a negative impact on executive function. There's lots of good research around that as well, too. Part of it is just common sense. Yeah. But there's also a significant amount of data that that backs that up as well, too. Yeah. So that's the executive functioning piece, and that's the more that I started to look into that, I really started to see what Susan Dreyfus was talking about, about this bridge between motivational interviewing and its impact on executive functioning.
0: Because essentially we're trying to help people through their own thoughts and decision making process to to make decisions to move forward in one way or another. Whether um, it's a values-based decision or they're trying to decide between their ambivalence um, towards a target behavior, you're trying to help them move through that process and Use their own execu- executive functioning skills to make those decisions.
1: And, and, and if you want to go really concrete with this, what we can look at is for everybody that's been exposed to the focus mountain mm-hmm. analogy that we use with the values at the top of the mountain, then just an infinite number of trees at the bottom of the mountain with yes. all these things that draw our attention on any given day. It's the way that I started teaching in some groups that would ask about how do we use this to impact executive functioning. We all can get lost in the trees at the bottom of the mountain. And when Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the trees, I'm just talking about, you know, our children or our job or our paycheck or our promotion or, you know, getting the yard cleaned up or selling the house or just, I mean, all the things 24-7, 365 Mm -hmm. that consume our thought process. And so there's times when we look back and go, oh, why did I make that decision? That was such a bad decision. Well it's usually us being reactive in the moment and we're not thinking long term. When we have no stress or pressure, we're not under in any crisis, we tend to lean towards making better decisions mm-hmm. because our executive function is more intact. Mm-hmm. But also we get so busy 24-7 with all the things going on that there's times we're not making decisions with this eye on our what is our primary goal, what's our primary yeah. value that, that uh, helps us navigate that. So when I use the Focus Mountain example or, or that um, that is a visual for people. What I look at is if you are lost in the trees mm-hmm. and all you see is that they're taking your children from you and you're struggling with your addiction issues or there's all of these things impacting your life and you're gonna get um, you know, evicted from your apartment and somebody's cutting off your benefits, a, yes, that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely is traumatic. That is gonna have an impact on your decision making. And what are you gonna go into? You're gonna go into survival mode. Mm-hmm. Some of the decisions you may make actually may not line up with what your deeper values are. Yeah. But you're not thinking deeper values, you're just thinking, I need to get some food for my kids and I don't know where we're gonna to sleep tonight. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So so that's gonna have an impact on executive functioning. If I'm having an MI-based conversation with an individual, there's so many, this way, we have this, this ongoing conversation about does there have to be a target behavior for it to be MI? And if there's not a target behavior, it's not MI. Mm-hmm. Our version of motivational learning, the way we look, the lens we live through is, of course you can have an MI-based conversation. Yeah. If you help the individual get focused on what their values and their goals mm-hmm. are, then you can start to drop back into an MI-based conversation, or to a target, to, to identify a target behavior. But that entire process is an MI-based conversation. Yeah. And so you take that and you link it up with this whole question around what is executive functioning. What I want to be able to do is if you're an individual that I was having a conversation with, um, and these are all the things you're experiencing, what I'm going to have you get refocused on is the top of the mountain. I'm not going to negate the fact that you're in massive crisis. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to be highly empathetic to that and actively listening so you feel heard and understood. Yeah. But in the middle of this forest fire, That's going on around you. If I can have any capacity for you to start to think about what do you ultimately want for your children, you ultimately want stability and security for them. Yeah. So there's part of that about you know how can you keep the risk minimized for what's going to happen tonight where you guys lay your heads tonight. Yeah. Um, But there's part of that also wants to make sure that you guys are safe and stable for the long run. It literally is trying to bring your executive functioning into the equation, not just have you make a series of. A crisis response or trauma. Quick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Decisions.
0: Uh, right. Well, and what's really fascinating about that too is you're taking the, the conversation, if we look at the Focus Mountain, right. from this smaller detail, which is important Absolutely. by all means, but you're really looking at the bigger picture as to why that smaller detail is Absolutely. important. And instead of looking at the smaller detail as the end-all be-all, we're trying to focus them on really what is driving them to have that and then to look at all the options, including that smaller detail that Absolutely. we were talking about before.
1: Absolutely. And what this is not about is it's not, you're not trying to, with an individual that's in that level of crisis and these these multiple complex issues that they're trying to navigate, you're not trying to have them just slow down for a minute, let's breathe, let's get into mm-hmm. this meditative state, You know what's mm-hmm. the meaning of life. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. It is just how do you help the executive functioning make a CEO decision, make those really strategic, mindful decisions. They're going to ultimately give you the best possible outcome given mm-hmm. the circumstances that your brain is not going to readily access yeah. when you're in that level of crisis.
0: Because in that level of crisis, you just see one solution. Absolutely. Whereas when you start to slow down and look at the entire big picture there's probably like maybe four or five, six different solutions. Who knows? It's Absolutely. up to your brain essentially right.
1: to problem solve. Absolutely.
0: Ah, that's fascinating. And
1: what makes it really difficult in those situations, Tammy, is our writing reflex gets triggered. What I really want to do is I just want to rescue you. Yes, and provide the solution. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. That's that exactly, all the time. That's yeah. exactly what
1: I want to When I see that level of crisis going on, my, yeah. the humanistic side of me is just like, I don't care about motivational learning. I don't care about executive functioning. I just want her and her kids to be safe tonight there's nothing wrong with that and and that's not that's not a bad it's not a negative it's not the, you know a mm-hmm. mismatched approach but it also does nothing for you to develop your executive functioning yeah what it, it ends up perpetuating a potential for dependence or, or, or uh, um, in some ways I think intruding on somebody's capacity to, to help them develop a problem-solving set of skills mm-hmm. so again not right or wrong But given a choice, what do I want to orchestrate? What do I want to orchestrate if I have access to this dialogue and to this individual? There's nothing wrong with wanting to rescue or provide a solution or provide the resources. Fundamentally, nothing wrong with that. But it also doesn't help you develop executive function in those situations. So again, you get to just have that discernment personally or professionally. What ultimately do I want to impact Mm -hmm. uh, in this situation? Or do I want to to be able to strategically use this as an opportunity to help you build a sense of self-efficacy and self-agency in a really complex situation. Yeah. And so there's gonna be all sorts of factors that have influence on that.
0: What's like flashing them in my brain right now is that saying you can, uh, what is it? Teach a man to fish and he'll fish for his lifetime or just fish for and you'll feed them for one day. Right. I'm horrible at actually saying these <laughs> phrases, but you guys know the phrase I was talking about. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It. And it's kind of like that. That's you're, exactly. You're it. teaching them to fend for themselves and to be able to make those decisions and, yes. and process and all that type of stuff, rather than just providing the solution and yes. taking care of them for one day.
1: And the, and the level, what I can't um, express enough is the level of internal restraint to manage your writing reflex. <laughs> or you're the humanistic compassion response to just fix the situation, Yeah, it, you, you really are overriding this humanistic response, and again, what I'll say the tenth time is there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not something patently wrong with helping somebody out that's struggling and giving them a fish. There's nothing yeah. fundamentally wrong with that. It goes back to, again, that discernment about what what is my capacity? In what type of a role can I be in this situation? Mm-hmm. I have the capacity in this really complex situation to teach you how to fish or to at least open your mind up for that in a way that's not re-traumatizing you yes. but actually feels like it's helping you build a sense of self-agency, self-efficacy. Um, that's, those are the things that I want to be able to orchestrate mm-hmm. um, as well, too, and knowing that I can do that strategically and mindfully mm-hmm. um, that's very, very respectful of you as an individual and really yeah. wanting to empower you moment
0: this is such a fascinating conversation just with the a whole great question yeah thought process of, of executive functioning and it's taking my brain back to also parenting too yes. <laughs> so it's it's just they're all tied together sometimes
1: going a thousand questions brain. a thousand different directions that's why the more you guys ask questions yes. and, and want me to kind of spew the things that I think or know, or think that I know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just keep asking. But I, yes. this is our favorite thing to do is, is, have these kind of conversations, especially if you find them value added. So mm-hmm. we mostly want you to continue to uh, ask the questions and provide the, the dialogue for us that you find value added that helps advance you personally and professionally yes. uh, in your own growth and, uh, and
0: professional development. Personal questions, uh, professional questions, situational questions, send them our way. We'll answer.
1: We're gonna keep trying to provide that communication solution that's gonna help change your world. Thank you guys. Take care, thank you.